This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Match. Here we go. We got the Jets taking on the Denver Broncos. We're about to find out from Zach Wilson. Was it a mirage? Or are you going to be able to take advantage of a Denver Bronco defense? Uh, right now, Denver, believe it or not, I guess I guess it's not too much of a stretch, but they are favored in this game at home at minus two. The over-under sitting at 43. But Denver has been 0-4 against the spread this season. I'm going to hold my nose. I'm going to take the Jets on the money line. Eh. Um, but yeah, I'm going to take the Jets to win this game out right here in this one, believe it or not. It feels gross saying it. Let's talk about Zach Wilson here, Adam. Was it a mirage? Did we see or was this the signs of Zach Wilson moving forward in the right direction after the Sunday night Kansas City game? Uh, ooh, I, I'm not willing to confidently say uh, what it was or wasn't. And what I'll say this, don't feel confident. Uh, if he plays well against Denver, uh, either, um, because this Denver, defense I think that's is, mirage. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think anyone can play well against the Denver defense right now. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if Josh Dobbs goes for 400 on this Denver defense, whatever that comes to fruition, uh, if that comes to fruition, but at any rate, um, look, I thought Zach Wilson played really well. He throwed the ball with much more confidence than I've seen him in a Jets uniform, uh, at all. Um, that touchdown to Uzoma was an NFL ball uh, through and through. Um, you know, I, and he's got the weapons around him to think it really work. They're taking Brees Hall off of the, uh, you know, off of a pitch count, so to speak. I think there's a lot of things moving in the right direction. If it's ever going to happen, it's now. But we have a, lot, a large sample size of Zach Wilson not playing well to now one game of him playing well. So I'm tempering yeah. expectations. Yeah. However, if you're ever going to have any hope for this kid again, it's now, right? He played well last week, fumbled at the end, but passed the ball way better than I've seen him at the pro level. See another good game out of him this week. It may be just building the confidence between those two games because they're, you know, Denver would be easy, but the confidence of putting two together, maybe that starts something. I don't know. Adam, you sound like Robert Sala to me right now. You're like, you're trying to find a silver lining to make the guy feel good, but we all know it's going to be a shit show. Uh, we have years of Zach Wilson sucking. Now, maybe he needs Aaron Rodgers in the stands. And so if Aaron Rodgers can follow him around, maybe, maybe I'll give him the confidence he needs. Who knows? But I'm not counting on it. Uh, Brandon, uh, Chris, help me out with this question. Brandon's asking Debo Samuel, Chris Olave this week. Chris Olave, uh, Debo's still kind of banged up. You're not trailing the matchup versus Dallas. And Chris Olave had a bad game last week, but the Patriots secondary is decimated by injury. And Chris Olave is a play. 100%. Chris Olave ranked ahead. I'm, I'm still playing both. I have both in my top 20, by the way. But I do have Chris Olave ranked uh, ahead. Um, we'll get to Debo later on. Uh, we don't know if Javante is going to play. Uh, so we'll have to wait to see. I will say this. The update on that was it went from a hip flexor to a quad injury uh, as far as today's practice report is. So something I'll get Brian's opinion on in tomorrow's show at 930 here on our YouTube channel. Brees Hall. I finally feel good about playing Brees Hall. But I do want to address this, this headline going around 
around today about the snap count being off of him. The snap count technically has been off of him for the past couple of weeks. But to Robert's point, what he followed up with was, uh, we have a lot of guys want to get the ball. Yeah, they're still playing the stupid committee. This wasn't a, like, we've, we're announcing starting this week, he's off the snap count. It happened a couple of weeks ago. I, I think people are kind of, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know if you guys interpreted it differently, but that's how I interpreted it. Was that he, it wasn't an announcement that he's off the snap count. It was just Robert Shaw saying, like, like no, 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 we're not worried about his injury anymore, but we're still rotating in the other guys. I mean, did you guys read that differently? I did. I mean, I, I know the reporters tried to make something different out of it. I, agree. I don't think the snap count matters as much as the touches matter. Right, exactly. And he only had – and I or had that in my notes. Last week – they're in a one-score game for most of that game, only mustered nine touches. Now, I love the matchup here against the Denver Broncos, and I do have him as a top 24 running back, so I do have him as a low-end RB, too. It only takes one play, and the Broncos are a fixer elixir for a lot of things. We saw Cleo Herbert go for 100 yards. He was somebody who was only getting about seven, eight touches a game until he got the hot hand last week. So I'm okay with it for this matchup, but I'm not ready to say, oh, from here on out, Brees Hall back to being that RB1, and we got to wait and see. And I'm somebody who owns a lot of Brees Hall, and I want it to happen, but we're not ready to have that happen just yet. Not in my opinion. Anyway, uh, we kind of talked about this earlier with one of the questions, but Adam, Samaja Perrine or Jaleel McLaughlin this week, if you had to choose between the two, if Javante Williams was out? Uh, give me McLaughlin. I, I don't see any upside with Perrine, to be honest with you. Uh, I, I think he's a fine back, decent receiver, whatever. Um, but I, I don't know that there's a, a ton of upside with him. Uh, I'm not dying to play either one. Um, but I don't know. I don't think you're getting anything big out of Perrine. So for me, it's Perrine. I don't disagree that you're not going to necessarily get the same big plays, but Perrine, I do think, is going to be the starter if Williams misses. McLaughlin's going to play a bit of a role. Remember, he's a small guy. Yes, again, the big play will be available with his speed, but I do have him at, I do have Perrine at 35, McLaughlin at 41. I am much lower than ECR is right now on McLaughlin as far as that is concerned. Uh, Pate, we got a question coming in. Would you drop Quinton Johnson or Kareem Hunt for Michael Wilson, Chris? I would. I mean, I think Quentin Johnson is the one that I pause for us to consider that Quentin Johnson might have some upside, but Michael Wilson's already kind of showing the involvement as Adam alluded to in the offense. This is a guy that they have had a plan to kind of involve, has been a starter for most of the season already. While Quentin Johnson kind of still is getting acclimated, he had a chance to kind of shine out last week. You didn't see him very much involved in the offense. And so they determined with Keenan Allen, Josh Palmer in front of him, how much he will be moving forward with Austin Eckler also returning. I agree. Uh, let's hope Garrett Wilson continues to get the targets like he did last week. That did seem to be one thing the Jets figured out. Like, hey, you know what? Maybe we should target the crap out of Garrett Wilson and try to give him the ball as much as humanly possible. Hopefully that continues. I do have him as a top 24 receiver this week. I don't have him quite as high as ECR. They're, you know, Patrick Tan could slow him down a little bit, but you're you're definitely playing him and starting him. Colton Sutton, I still have him as a flex play. He still has touchdown upside. Judy, I want Judy out of my lineup. I don't want him in there. It's just, it's just, just getting nasty over there in Denver right now. You guys disagree with that at all or no? I mean, I don't know why it's so nasty. He, he didn't wasn't he hasn't been terrible. He just hasn't been overly involved quite yet. Fantasy wise, he has been bad because he's not giving you big plays. He's not giving you touchdowns, and he's not giving you a ton of volume in PPR. I think uh, he was your leading receiver in yardage last week, though. He might have been. I have to double check that. But Sutton still once again led for fantasy purposes because he actually gets red zone looks. But on that, we can move on to our next.